You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. We are going to have a hell where we're just forced to podcast endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody yeah, loves the podcast. Yes, we've got a million listeners, and they just are demanding more episodes, and we're so unhappy. But but it's only about bad films. We can only talk about bad films. Right, next one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for trekking through the Twilight Zone, and we are going to be talking about some really bad childhood trauma (laughs) in this next episode. But uh, And to join me in psychoanalyzing this poor woman's trauma uh, is Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Uh, I'm okay, but I'm just a projection of my older future self, which you haven't met yet. No, it's all very complicated. We are going to be talking about Nightmare as a Child, uh, an episode in which a woman has returned home to her home city and started work as a teacher. And then one evening she comes across a small child sat on the stairs outside her apartment. The child seems to know more about her than the kids should know. And then when she disappears... uh, a gentleman enters the building and starts to relay potential information about her mother's death way back when she was a child. So, Julian, what did you think about this episode? Well, it's strange because I didn't really like this episode. And yet it's much more controlled than other episodes, right? Mm. I mean, like, if you're going to ask for a controlled episode that, you know, doesn't really involve the supernatural... I mean, it involves a sort of like fight club, unrealistic sort of hallucination. But outside of that, you know, there's no angels. There's no magic. There's no aliens landing. Um, I mean, it could have gone any of those directions, but but doesn't. It's really about trauma. Hmm. So, I mean, in a sense, it's a it's a better made story. And yet it doesn't really move me. What about you? I there's something about this episode I really like, and I think it's the as you say it's the ambition. I I, I applaud what they're trying to do with this episode, um, and because it's dark, like this episode is dark. Like <laughs> we've watched, like you know, we've talked about like, in the last episode we were talking about a two dimensional sort of silly crook, you know, bobbing around in in you know Liberace's bathroom. This one goes straight for the kill. Like, you know, this one is about um, uh, suppressing uh, traumatic events, um, killers that have never, you know, people that have never been caught for murder, um, you know, like some really sort of traumatic stuff in this. Um, You say, like, you know, there's no supernatural element. Again, like, you know, you can play this, you give this the fight club. Um, angle like the little girl that she speaks to is never actually there and you know it's just this representation it's her mind uh, reaching out to her and I like that that it does that like she interacts with this thing and she sort of you know calls herself Marky and um, you know she she does she has it it's but again we we talked about that with like uh, with I think the, the big tall wish this idea of like if this was 15 minutes longer if this was given room to breathe, like you could really do some more with it. 
Um, because I feel that this gets rushed. The ending gets incredibly rushed, and that's where it sort of falls down a little bit. But I no, I really like this idea of how it sort of starts to come to her, and she starts to talk to to certain people about this idea of um the kid. I also want to talk about we'll get to it. The adult, the the I forget the character's name, but the 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 older gentleman who did kill her mother. There are several lines that he he says that really made me uncomfortable. Um, Selden, I guess, is Selden, yeah. Selden is the murderer. Yeah. yeah. What were those lines? So there's there's the fact that he was given a photo of her as a little girl mm-hmm. and still has it in his wallet. That that sort of creeped me out to begin with. He then sort of keeps saying how beautiful she was. But one of the first things he says to her, because I was confused about their age, and we've seen other episodes where, and obviously it was a fine thing around this age, where there'd be an age gap between a, a you know, a, a bride and a groom sort of thing, husband and wife. But he says how he had such a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hang on, what's the age difference supposed to be here? And then it shows that he's still got this picture of her as a little ch- little girl in his wallet. And I was like, are we... Are we dealing with paedophilia in 1961? Like, is this, is this, am I getting all Jimmy Savile vibes of this? Or have I read this completely wrong? No, I think you're right. And he's also been stalking her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's essentially why he shows up. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I think you're right. I just, he's, he's so weird. I don't understand why he is stalking her. Ostensibly, the point is that he's scared that one day she will remember mm. the murder. So it's just kill her. Yeah, well, it's, it's not, well, I think it's more. I think it's the fact that she left town after the events. Like she, she, she left town, and her returning, she says she's been there for several months, almost a year. And I think he's been following her for that very reason. Like, oh my god, is her coming back to town going to trigger these memories? Um. However, I think that again, this is why I think a bigger episode would have worked because I always get the feeling like he's been following her, but in following her, he sort of still, I don't think he got feelings for her, but there's still something there. Like he's reluctant to engage her on, on that sort of like, you know, to protect himself. He tries to sort of like, because he actually admits it, he confesses to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what, what response are you looking for? Like forgiveness? I, I don't know. I don't know that either. I, I mean, I find and I find that very inscrutable. I also find Helen inscrutable. Mm. I don't. I mean, we're supposed to. So we're supposed to believe that she she was burned. She had this incident when she was burned. She saw her mother being strangled. Right. I mean, this yeah. is a very intimate, it's a brutal, yeah, 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 horrible act and um, repressed it. Right. So she has this trauma, but she, like, she tells the kid, um, yeah, of course she remembers how she got burned, but then says, well, come to think of it, I don't. Well, either you do or you don't. Well, no, I took that as being dismissive, as like, oh, of course I know how it's got, and then she's sort of like, well, right, well, no, actually I don't, you know, because the kid presses her, and she's like, she's almost like, all right, look, I don't really remember you know, it's that it's sort just of not to get. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, it's almost being dismissive of like you know, like I'm trying to shut you up, and so I'm going to sort of tell you whatever you want to hear. But she she clearly doesn't remember or has repressed those memories. But I mean, how does she not? Okay, so 
Right. I mean, there's definitely some memory repression going on. How does she not remember that she had the nickname Marky as a child? When you see yourself, as, I mean, remember, she doesn't even know what she looked like as a child. Right. Yeah, so, okay, that, it goes too far. That's the thing. It does definitely go too far. It definitely goes. This, this, this to me, I'll get to a second because you're right. It goes too far. Like I can still remember. You know, I've never had these level of trauma. But even if you, you, if you do have that level, you can. I can understand repressing that trauma, but you don't repress everything else that happened around that. You know, you don't forget your entire childhood. That's ridiculous. It goes too far in that respect. And that's why, like, towards the end, I was hoping for some sort of supernatural intervention. I was like, oh, there's going to be something else. And again, I brought up Stephen King on a, on a previous episode recently. I'm bringing it up again. Up again um, is that, like, I was thinking of it. Um, and you have this thing of, like, when they're kids, they, they, you know, they, they, they fight Pennywise. And then when they, they all grow up and they have to come back to um, Derry, they have, they've forgotten all these things. And then they fight Pound Foolish. Yeah, yeah. But when when the thing is, they've forgotten these things. But that has like a supernatural intent. Like there's this whole thing about they're supposed to forget because there's this this interdimensional being that's infected them. None of that here. And so it feels like I I was hoping for something. I was hoping that when you got to see that, that, I was hoping that that child wasn't just a a, a Tyler Durden. I was hoping it would be a supernatural entity to explain some of this. And when it doesn't, that's what I mean. The ending is, is. um, is a is weak. Like she gets to come up. Like the, the ending's fine in the sense of he gets what he needs, but like it, I don't know. There's the explanation for the memory loss and the repression never really plays out. Even the police seem fine with it. Yes. Yeah, the police are just like, oh yeah, she said that she saw this kid, and yeah, <laughs> like she's what. What I like about that though is that she's told the truth to the police. And there, it is so often in TV and movies where you go through some weird event of aliens or the supernatural. And then, you know, at the end, the police get involved because somebody's dead or whatever. And nobody ever tells the police the truth. Yeah. And I always think, come on, you're not going to be able to hide, you know, all of this. Tell them the truth. You know, most of us would, you know maybe shade how many ghosts were involved or whatever. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so often in these kinds of shows, they, you know, it's like, oh, she said she didn't know who he was and he just came in and tripped down the stairs. You know, you, you get that dumb line where it's like, yeah, I don't think the cops would buy that. And why wouldn't you tell the truth? So I do like that, even though, yeah, you're right. I mean, the cops seem pretty blithe the other way. Yeah, well, there's n- nothing like you know, oh, she's a nutty broad or anything like that. Like it, it's just accepted. Oh, she's sort of a younger version of herself. But they they even seem to accept her story because they say um, she she's you know lucky. Oh, that's lucky that she had this or this younger version of herself because she was almost the victim of a homicide. You know like, how did how have you like? There's no other witnesses, so you are blindly taking this woman's word about all this and it, it does seem too neat at the end I, you almost need a third person this is the thing you need a, a, a second witness to the confession just for the for the policing at the end like someone else to go no he came right. in and confessed to her mother's murder then attacked her and he fell down the stairs like you, you know that that backup otherwise it's like mm, okay this is all very suspicious but um it, it rounds out way too neatly but 
I still love the concept. I was still really impressed that they went there with this idea. Well, I like the concept of trauma. I like the concept of of dealing with trauma. But you said the ending is too neat with the police. And, you know, you're right, because, I mean, they seem to believe that, you know, this man who's dead was apparently the murderer of her mother all those years ago. There's yeah. no evidence of that whatsoever. except <laughs> You know, a woman who may or may not have. I mean, she did push him down the stairs. Um, so but I think the ending with trauma is also too pat. Right. I mm. mean, and that's the the closing narration. Uh, Miss Helen Foley, who took a dark spot from the tapestry of her life and rubbed it clean. No, she didn't. Yeah. She still got the burn. She's still <laughs> I like I remember my mom being strangled, you know, just in the room with me, basically, when I was a kid. There's <laughs> no like, oh, so I finally met the murderer and now he's dead. Oh, well. That's, you know, throw the salt over your shoulder. I'm done with that. On to being a school teacher. Yeah. I'm so happy what, now. A, a, a better exit thing would have been. So, what, what was her name? Helen. Helen Foley. Yeah. So he, Helen Foley, a woman who found repressed memories and is now going to deal with a lifetime of therapy <laughs> in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and I like stories where somebody meets their future self or their past self mm -hmm. and. And if it's time travel or hallucination, I mean, I often think about wanting to do justice to my childhood self, you know, and mm. and what I would feel like if I met my childhood self and what I would tell him. Um, and some of it's good and some of it's bad. Um, but um, but I think that I feel a kind of accountability to that. So I like these stories, but weirdly this is like one of the least satisfying versions of that that i've ever seen if that makes sense i think you I, like this more than i did yeah I, I can see what you're saying i think i'm more it, it isn't it, it, yeah I, I agree it's not the ending's not satisfying um i think i'm more applauding the sort of the intent and i think the first half of the episode with the whole and also up until everybody confesses is dark and interesting and the fact they did this on a sort of a weekly tv primetime tv show is pretty gutsy so i think I, i'm buying into it from that perspective um but yeah no i think it's it's not a i don't think this is a terrible episode. it's not the strongest but it's sort of probably sort of like second tier for me i'm quite sort of like i'm quite taken with this episode any final thoughts well i wish they would done sequels where helen foley uses her uh you know, pals around with her hallucinatory Marky and goes around solving murders. <laughs> that's that's there. Yeah, Rod Serling's follow up follow up series. That'd have been amazing. <laughs> um, okay, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you will join us on the next episode.